Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There is this time period where A new Christian, a new Christ follower is simply a baby. That's good. It's fine. Notice spiritual growth in these verses and in 5 through 14 is related to one thing. The Word of God and obeying the Word of God. The importance of getting a good foundation can't go beyond it. You need it to start. Isn't it fun watching a baby discover their world? First touching things, then crawling and walking around learning about life. It's the same with a newborn Christ follower. As they learn about God and begin to get a grasp on what's been done for them, the wonder and amazement is awesome to see. But as Pastor Mark will be teaching today, it's not good for either infant to remain an infant. You'll hear the Apostle Paul's concern for the Christians in the book of Hebrews. How much of what he says can you relate to? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 as he begins his message, The Cure for Spiritual Immaturity. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews, good book, isn't it? Man, good stuff. The news has been filled with this individual, Michael Vick. We don't want to go there, but we, uh, we pray that his comments recently are valid from the heart. But I thought how appropriate as I heard him say this. I want to apologize to all the young kids out there for my immature acts. And you know, what I did was very immature. So that means I need to grow up. Have you ever said that to yourself? You're 47. (laughs) And you just do something stupid and you say to yourself, Mark... Grow up. Now, typically, somebody else probably said it to you first, but have you ever said it to yourself? It just, yeah, grow up. Well, here's a guy that's going to lose $300, $500 million. He realizes perfectly that it's valid that he's been immature. He's lied. He's been dishonest. He needs to grow up. Well, that's the very same message the writer of the Hebrews makes to this small home group. They're a church. They've moved from Judaism to Christianity. And basically, he says to them, you're immature. It's time 
to grow up. Chapter 5, verse 11. We have much to say about this. There's a pause in the passage. The writer would like to continue it to talk about Christ's role as the priest. And of course, especially in the relationship to Melchizedek. But we'll do that later. He says, I'd love to get right into it right now. But it's hard to explain because you are slow to learn. In fact, though, here's the key, by this time, there's an expectation, by this time, by this time you ought to be teachers. Let me just say that to you. In other words, as we mature in our walk, the Bible expects all of us in some way to be a teacher. Not just those that have the gift of a teacher, but all of us are to be involved. So notice, in fact, by this time you ought to be teachers, but instead you need someone to teach you the elemental truths of God's Word all over again. In other words, they'd already been taught them, but maybe they are moving a little shakily in those. They didn't get it. And for sure they haven't moved on. He says, you need milk, not solid food. Verse 13, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have, notice, trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So this is an exhortation to this small home group, this church, to move past spiritual childhood and on to maturity. As we approach that, there's this huge warning about spiritual apostasy. Let me give you some keys that we start, and then we're going to go over to chapter 6. Number one, everyone starts as a baby Christ follower. Everyone starts as a baby. You started physically as a baby. I can remember when we had our children. They didn't come out of the womb, although Lee, our son, came out 9 pounds, 10 ounces, like he's ready to play basketball. That's definitely what my wife thought. But they're babies. Every one of us started that same way. So you started that way. Peter says this in 1 Peter 2, 2. Like newborn babes... Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. First Peter 2, 2 in the New King James says, As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So like natural babies, there is this time period where a new Christian, a new Christ follower is simply a baby. That's good. It's fine. Notice Spiritual growth in these verses and in 5 through 14 is related to one thing. The Word of God and obeying the Word of God. The importance of getting a good foundation can't go beyond it. You need it to start. Now, many Christ followers never really grow because they've never had a foundation. They never had the ABCs of the Christian life. 
Can you imagine? It's like a 30-year-old and you assign him to build a bridge somewhere in one of our expressways, but they never took math or they never took physics. You wouldn't want to be the first one going across the bridge. It's because they never had the foundation. Maybe you hear, well, you've gone, and as I go through these six fundamentals, kind of the basic building blocks, you need a little more. It wouldn't hurt you to go to the jump start. Just get in there and get that through one time, and maybe even, nothing wrong with this, going through the one-to-one discipleship, that nine-week class where you spend about an hour with another Christian who's a little more mature, and then you can turn around and do the same. So remember, you say, well, why are we always dealing with these new babies? And Man, I don't like babies. Hey, if a church doesn't have spiritual babies, the church is in trouble. See, spiritual babies is health. It's a great picture. It's a wonderful picture. Remember, Solomon said this, and I'll put it in a Balmer translation. If there isn't stuff to clean up in the barn, there's no life in the barn. That got across to you cleaning up, didn't it? So it's a good thing. Remember, when new people come to the Lord all the time, they're babies. You need to love on them. You need to come alongside them. You need, they need lots of encouragement. They need, they're filled with questions. I mean, they're filled with zeal. They're going to go out and going to win the world for the Lord the next week, right? Don't have too much common sense. And they're going to blow a lot of people off. But actually, I like being around new believers. Because sometimes it stokes me a little bit. How about you? We need them. Number two, this baby Christ follower has an end. The baby period of a Christian, of a Christ follower, everyone starts there, but it has an end. Spiritual growth is absolutely expected. In fact, you could add to that, it's required. Some of you, can you imagine going out Friday night, you bring your kids here to praise the Palooza, and your 16-year-old is with you. And you go out to dinner afterward at the restaurant. And you sit down, and here's a menu for your 16-year-old. It's a baby menu. You think you'd have any trouble on your hands? Yes, you would. See, we expect children to be children. But when they get to a certain age, we expect them to be different. They're not going to order from the kids' menu anymore. For sure, the server's going to say, how old is he? They're going to look at him and go, you know, this is for people 10 and below. This kid can't be 10. 1 Corinthians, turn there with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul spoke about the same issue in the book of Corinthians. And as you know, that church in Corinth was, well, it was a very spiritual church as far as gifts, but they lacked some maturity. Paul had been there previously and had spent a long period of time there, maybe 18 months teaching them the fundamentals, growing them, get them moving. A few years later, he hears a report that there's just no growth. So he writes this letter back to them. Notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 2, sounds very much like the part of Hebrews we're just reading now. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. So every person starts as a baby, but 
hopefully we're part of this process, we're going to move them into this process of going toward maturity, growing, watching God do amazing things. You know, a few years ago, Robert Fulton wrote this incredible, neat little book, Everything I Ever Needed to Know in Kindergarten. Maybe you remember it. Let me remind you of some of the things he wrote. These are the things I learned in kindergarten. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Some of you may need to write some of these down because you're 43 and... (laughs) Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt someone. Wash your hands before you eat. This is a neat one. Flush. (laughs) Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some, think some, draw and paint, sing and dance, and play and work every day some. Take a nap every afternoon. Ooh. Ooh. When you go out in the world, watch for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup. How many remember that? Yeah. The roots go down and the plant goes up. And nobody really knows why or how. But we're all like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice, even little seed in the styrofoam cup, they all die. So do we. And then remember the Dick and Jane books. Anybody remember those books? And the first word you learn, the biggest word of all, look. Number three, spiritual growth is not automatic. Second Peter chapter 3 says this, But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As Christ followers, we never arrive. We never achieve the goal of being totally conformed to the likeness of Christ. We are, happily, a work in progress. We've talked about that a few weeks ago. Sanctification never arrives. We're a work in progress. Spiritual growth doesn't just happen. And you'll see the end verse that we end with talks about our will. We'll address that more as we finish these principles. Lots of people think wrongly that maturity is related to your age or the age group you're in. No, growing older is not the same thing. As growing up. So we have these people that say, well, I've been a Christian 43 years. How dare you say that to me? Really, if you look at their spiritual maturity, they're still in kindergarten. And the problem is our churches, by and large, are filled with those kind of individuals. Why? They've never really been fed a good balanced diet, the water and the bread of the word. Now, number four. Since we're to do something about this spiritual growth, where does it start? I'm responsible for it. I'm responsible to help you, and you're responsible to help me. And iron sharpens iron, and we kind of work on this thing together. What do we do? Well, number four, establish your spiritual foundations. In other words, your ABCs. Learning ABCs isn't the same anymore. When you have grandchildren... All these new things come out. I remember ABC blocks for crying out loud. Well, that's kind of like passe. Here's something. It's called word launch. 
It's a sound it, build it, learn it, read it system. Children build words, see them come to life on TV in this action-packed carnival venture. Thirteen hands-on learning games help kids progress from sounding out letters to building and reading three- and four-letter words with confidence. I don't think I had that when I grew up. I know I didn't. Amazing, isn't it? But understand this. Before we can read any kind of a book, War and Peace, before I can do that, I have to know my what? My A. In my B and my C's. Can you imagine a person that learned to read 15 years ago? You run across them and you say to them, what are you reading lately? You say, this is the second one. See, spot run. <laughs> now you try to be kind because a spiritual person is going to be a person of grace. I just threw that one in there. You can think about that for a moment. But there's something wrong, isn't there? I remember... Very often, and when I was going through my internship in hospital pharmacy, and I got all these IVs and how to mix them and do all those things, but I had to learn all the principles about how all of that worked. And before I learned any of that, guess what I had to learn? I had to learn something called sterile technique. In other words, before I mixed a chemotherapeutic agent, with the right ingredients, the right formula, doing all the complicated math, getting the right oncology agent in there, doesn't do any good if I have it all perfect, but I didn't have sterile technique. Because here I'm giving it to a patient that's already compromised in the immune system. So there was some foundations I just had to learn. Well, whatever you do as a living, you had foundations you had to learn. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. So we're going to go through these foundations, these ABCs, and let me just have you to move back to Hebrews, and it's going to be chapter 6, and just these first three verses give us these elemental or these foundational principles. The writer says, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ, notice there's a goal, and go on to maturity. So there's an end point. We're headed to spiritual maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and a faith in God. Instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Verse 6. And God permitting, we will do so. Just circle that word will. The will. You see, spiritual growth is not automatic. It requires my will submitting to God's will to move on toward maturity. Number five, after I establish these spiritual foundations, the sixth step is this. Move beyond the spiritual foundations, the ABCs, toward maturity. We're going to spend the rest of our time going in and looking at these six foundational principles, these building blocks. We'll tear them apart just a little bit. And these are things we should understand and we should practice. Now, you might say, well, the writer says we're to go beyond these. I already know these. Why are you going to spend any time with them? Well, remember, repetition is a spiritual principle. Nothing wrong with going through them again to remind us. Peter would say quite often, I want to remind you of this. So we're not going to spend six weeks going through these. By the way, that's a good thing to do in a foundational class. 
But we're just going to go through these in the next 25, 30 minutes, give you this understanding as we move through what they look like, these six things. Good review for some, for most. Maybe for some of you, whoa, I need to make this as a foundation. Good, you'll get some of it. You'll have to do more of it on your own because this is going to be pretty basic and quick. Now, just as if you want to do some complicated math, you got to go by the multiplication tables. We don't throw the multiplication tables out when we get moving on to calculus and whatever. But I tell you, if you don't use it, and you only use a calculator, I could give you some stuff tonight, and you and I would, eight times nine, and carry the four. And if you don't use it, what happens? You kind of lose it. So these six things will kind of remind us of the foundation, and they're really good for us. Now, they're necessary. They're not like, oh, that's the foundations. They don't really need the foundations. No, they're necessary. This church has a great foundation. It's way down on the ground, lots of cement, lots of iron, lots of whatever. If it didn't, and a hurricane comes through, or earthquake, or whatever happens all over the world here, we'd be on shaky ground. Your home has a solid foundation. You want that. I want that in my life, the foundation. If all you do is do a foundation, though, and we'll see a picture of that at the end, No walls, no structure. What's the use of a foundation? So you do need, we're not making fun of it, foundations are a place to start, but not a place to stop. Number one, repentance. Repentance from dead works. Well, that includes basically two things. Personal sin, and what would dead works be? Trying to earn our salvation through good works. And for these individuals, rolling back to the Old Testament, trying to say, I keep the law, and say, okay, no, that's dead works. You can't ever get into heaven by trying to keep the law. It was to show us that we couldn't keep the law. So, remember, these Jewish converts, some of them were, they needed to move beyond This self-salvation. They were kind of struggling with that their whole life. This foolishness that all of us have, really, of trying to be right with God because we're good enough. Most of the world is still stuck on that one. So it is a great foundation that you and I need to understand. Repentance also means, for you and I who have accepted Christ, I still have to ask for repentance. I still sin. I'm in this work of progress. It's still a foundational part of my life. In fact, for most of us, pretty much every night or at least a few times a week, we should be practicing 1 John 1, 9, confessing our sins and realizing that he's going to forgive me because we do blow it. Today, you heard how it's possible for an entire house church to regress in their Christian walk. Pastor Mark taught today that when you let the cares of this world, no matter how severe they might be, get you to take your eyes off of Jesus, problems come in. You heard that spiritual babyhood is too often where modern Christ followers end their growth. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests 
at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue this message, The Cure for Spiritual Immaturity. He'll be going through the Apostle Paul's re-establishing the spiritual foundations for the church he's writing to. These are things that it's good for all Christ followers to be reminded about or learning for the first time. You'll be encouraged to check out your own foundation and to fix what may be weak there. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.